It's Friday, August 30th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Labor Day weekend is upon us, and we're going to talk about jobs. We'll connect the dots on how automation and artificial intelligence are changing America's workforce. Then, Hong Kong's government is cracking down on protests, ahead of an important anniversary in the pro-democracy movement. And finally, how a bunch of pigs went hog-wild after escaping from a farm in Vermont. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. The most complicated story today is about the future of jobs. It's Labor Day weekend, the unofficial end of summer. But really, it's a day to celebrate workers' rights in America. Labor unions wanted hard-working Americans to get a day off, and after years of protests and lots of turmoil, they got their way. Labor Day was made into a federal holiday 125 years ago. But lately, we've been seeing headlines about how America's workforce is changing, thanks to automation and artificial intelligence, AI. The World AI Conference is going on right now in Shanghai, and Tesla's founder, Elon Musk, kicked off the conference yesterday with alarm bells, saying that AI will make jobs pointless. There's just a smaller and smaller corner of, of, what, of intellectual pursuits that humans are better than um, computers, and that every year it gets smaller and smaller, and, and soon we will be far, far surpassed in every single way, guaranteed. So today we're going to get into the current state of automation, which industries are most at risk, and how experts are saying we should respond. Let's start with what automation actually does. There have been a number of technologies over the years that help people automate parts of their job to do them more efficiently. Assembly lines, word processors, you get the picture. There are a bunch of different ways that this kind of automation can help. One, automation could take tasks off your plate. A calculator can do math, even if you still need an accountant to tell you what it all means. Two, automation could help you be better at your job, like how meteorologists use weather models to make predictions. Three, automation can make new jobs, like how the creation of new software has led to tons of new coding jobs. And four, automation could encourage innovation. If workers are spending less time on mundane tasks, they suddenly have more time to do other things. So if you just think about opportunities, automation is looking pretty good. It can help you do your job better, or it can open the door to new jobs. The newest type of automation is AI. It goes a step further because it learns the way humans learn. There have been a bunch of studies in recent years pointing to how AI will take on tasks that humans get paid to do now. Some companies say they're already using it to do things your boss might otherwise do. MetLife Insurance uses AI to listen to phone calls at its call center and prompt customer service reps when they should be more empathetic. IBM uses AI to predict if employees are about to leave their jobs. Sounds creepy, but okay. People are worried that AI becoming more prevalent could take away the need for some jobs altogether. And again, we're already seeing it. At Amazon, humans used to box up your online shopping spree. Now, sometimes machines do. A report by the Brookings Institution earlier this year found that a quarter of U.S. jobs are in danger of extinction. That's one in four jobs within the next few decades. So who will be most affected by this? To a certain extent, communities across the country and across a wide range of local industries, tasks, and skills. 
Brookings says the jobs most at risk are in production and food service. Meat packers and logging equipment operators, for example, have a 100% risk of being replaced by automation. So do movie projectionists, which, yes, is still a job. Brookings says that it's smaller, more rural communities that'll be hit the hardest. Workers who are young, male, people of color, and have lower levels of education are also likely to be most affected. The jobs considered pretty safe aren't just white-collar Wall Street jobs. Health workers, scientists, social workers, and people working in the arts and entertainment will probably be more secure. Most experts agree creative energy can't be replaced by a computer. The jobs we need is make people happier, make people experience the life, enjoy the human beings. So I'm, I don't worry about the job, jobs a lot. That's Jack Ma, the co-founder of China's version of Amazon, called Alibaba, who spoke with Elon Musk in Shanghai yesterday. He's pretty optimistic about the future of automation and that it could lead to a society in which people can work less, like 12 hours a week, and find other ways to spend their time. That's a world that seems pretty far away right now. In the meantime, what's the solution for people whose jobs may be drastically changed or made obsolete? One way is to retrain workers on different jobs. Last month, Amazon announced that it would spend $700 million to retrain a third of its workforce by 2025 to do more high-tech tasks. Experts say those new skills might lead to higher wages. But if the workers' company doesn't offer a retraining program like Amazon's, then workers would need to learn new skills on their own. And that might end up being really expensive, especially if it means taking out new school loans. In Shanghai, Elon Musk said it's important for workers to keep educating themselves because the labor market is changing. There are also some big picture ideas. In their report, Brookings proposed a universal adjustment benefit, a government program that would offer career counseling, retraining, and unemployment benefits. They argued that could cushion the fall when people lose their jobs to automation. Some of those ideas were taken up by the Obama and Clinton administrations, and President Trump has signed a couple of executive orders to this effect as well, directing agencies to come up with an action plan on AI and pressing companies to retrain workers. So what's the skim? A lot has changed in the American workforce in the century and a half since the Industrial Revolution. And thanks to AI, a lot more is going to change. Experts warn that the more companies introduce AI into the workforce, the more jobs will evolve, maybe even go away. In Congress, lawmakers are starting to figure out how to address this issue, starting after Labor Day. The House Education and Labor Committee announced this week that they'll be holding a hearing in September on how AI is changing the workforce. For more on the history of Labor Day and why it's important, we've got a whole new guide on our website. Head on over to theskim.com slash guide. Hong Kong was preparing for more pro-democracy protests this weekend. But ahead of that, things went sour yet again between the protesters and the government. Demonstrators in Hong Kong were about to take to the streets for their 13th consecutive weekend. Remember, protests there began in the spring against an extradition bill that would allow certain criminal suspects in Hong Kong to be sent to face trial in mainland China, where there are a lot fewer rights. 
Even though some of the more recent protests ended in violence between demonstrators and police, the Hong Kong government had, at the very least, approved some permits to let people gather legally. Now, that seems to be changing. Some protesters had planned for a big march tomorrow to mark what they consider a grim anniversary. Five years since China blocked efforts to make Hong Kong's legislature more democratic. That move sparked months of protest. It's known as the Umbrella Revolution for the umbrellas protesters held to protect themselves from police tear gas and pepper spray. This week, Hong Kong's police said that march to commemorate the Umbrella Revolution is illegal, and anyone who participates could go to jail for five years. And now they're dialing up the heat even more. Today, Hong Kong police arrested a number of activists, including two young pro-democracy protesters who helped lead the Umbrella Revolution five years ago. The police say Joshua Wong and Agnes Chow also helped organize illegal protests this summer. Both have since been released on bail, but their arrests, along with more frequent arrests of other activists and the banning of protests, suggest that the Hong Kong government could be losing its patience and wants to stop these protests once and for all. Now, some organizers of Saturday's big rally say the plans are off, and there are now signs that Hong Kong's tough approach to protesters is actually being decided by China. Reuters reported today that, earlier this year, Hong Kong's leader Carrie Lam ran the idea of scrapping the extradition bill by China. But reportedly, China said, no way. And there's one more dynamic to watch here, the role of China's military. As a rule, China stations some of its soldiers in Hong Kong, and if it wants to, Hong Kong's government can call in those troops to restore order. Every so often, China rotates out its troops in Hong Kong and brings in new equipment. And that switch happened to take place this week. In the past, China's given everyone a heads up when it's about to change the number of troops it has in Hong Kong. But this time, there wasn't a heads up. Meaning, if China has sent in more troops, they're keeping that under wraps. The Chinese troops stationed in Hong Kong rarely venture outside their base. But a Chinese government media outlet said this week that if protests worsen, the troops, quote, will have no reason to sit on their hands. After hitting the Virgin Islands and grazing Puerto Rico earlier this week, Hurricane Dorian is now heading across the Atlantic to Florida. It's currently a Category 3 hurricane, but it's expected to grow into a Category 4 and make landfall in the state on Monday. Here's Florida Governor Ron DeSantis at a press briefing this morning. We urge all Floridians uh, to have uh, seven days worth of food, medicine, and water. DeSantis said that the state is providing highway patrol escorts for fuel trucks so critical areas have access to gas. The state is also standing by with over 800,000 gallons of water and nearly 2 million meals ready to hand out. States of emergency have been issued in every county in Florida, as well as some counties in Georgia. And thousands of Florida National Guard members have been activated to assist. In the meantime, residents are being encouraged to be aware of their evacuation zones. Some evacuation shelters are already scheduled to be open over the weekend. In the event of a possible storm surge, when a storm causes the sea level to rise dramatically, people in some zones will be told to evacuate. For more info on evacuation zones and emergency preparedness, head to floridadisaster.org.
before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from Orange, Vermont. For almost three weeks, the town has been somewhat under siege by pigs, farm pigs. About 250 of them apparently decided they'd had enough of farm life and hit the town instead, running amok in the streets, creating traffic problems, and racking up fines of over $80,000. The pigs farmer says he's finally managed to persuade most of them to return home by laying out a trail of hot dog buns. But he's going to need a pretty big piggy bank to cover the cost of their little holiday. And that's all for Skim This. We're signing off for the long weekend, observing Labor Day on Monday. And we'll be back in your feed on Tuesday. Also back on Tuesday, our morning newsletter, The Daily Skim. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. You can sign up at theskim.com. <laughs>